0: And welcome back to the Jeff and Coda Happy, Happy Fun Hour. That's right. It's your favorite variety show hosted by podcast legend Jeff Schaefer and his trusty puppy sidekick Coda. Let's
1: see what trouble we can get in today.
0: That's right, we're back. The Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. Hello, everyone. I mentioned Coda because it is currently 11, 18 p.m. as I start to record this. She's in the background working a Kong toy. I've been putting ice cubes in them with a little bit of canned food kind of lining, so it takes her a while to get through the ice cube and melt it down before she can get to the little bit of food that's inside. But it has been a night. She has been very hyper tonight. This usually happens like once a week. Apparently tonight, that's the night this week. And yes, I hope you're not sick of puppy updates. You're going to get a lot of puppy updates in podcasts podcast moving forward because that's pretty much the only thing in my life right now that I have significant updates about because pretty much every waking minute that I am not in the car or at work or sleeping well waking minute pretty much explain that one I'm spending that time one-on-one with Coda she's very needy emotionally that's just being a puppy, also coming from a shelter. We just passed the four-week mark since I adopted her and picked her up from the shelter. That four-week mark was yesterday. Coming up next week will be her four-month-old birthday. Well, whatever you call it, she turns four months old. But yes, on nights like tonight, and pretty much every day, I mean, it's still exhausting for me. Luckily, I have the time to dedicate to it, but it is tiring, mentally and physically. She's pretty used to her schedule and her routine, so every day there's like a 90-minute time when I get I guess what you would call a break where she's just in her room now a lot of times I have to use this break to go run errands or just do stuff that I need to do on occasion if I'm just tired I'll go back to bed and take a nap with her But I'm trying to avoid that, and so pretty much I'm using that 60 to 90 minute nap time in the middle of the day to take a shit, take a shower, do what I need to do to prepare for the workday. But other than that, it's pretty much CODA all the time. I don't even get a break when I'm sleeping because I've now started to dream about CODA all the time. And it's usually something where I gotta fix something or take care of her or save her from something. So either way, it's still 100% fixated on CODA. So now I don't even get a reprieve in my dreams or in my sleep. Wait. I did start the other night, uh, I don't know, four or five nights ago, what is called clicker training. Some of you will know what this is, but it's just a little plastic thing that you press a button it makes a little clicking noise. And every time you click it, you give them a treat. So, for example, when I tell her to sit, the minute her butt touches the ground, I hit the clicker and then she gets a treat. I tell her to lay down as soon as her belly hits the ground. I click the clicker and give her a treat. You get the idea. But actually in one night, starting with the clicker training, I taught her drop it. So when now she has a ball or a toy and we're playing fetch in a room, or somewhere, when I say drop it, she just drops it on the ground and waits for me to pick it up, so that's cool. I've also started to, I think, teach her the difference between the names of some of her toys, which I've mentioned in a previous episode I wanted to do. She now is very familiar with Steve, the stuffed bear, so I can pretty much throw two toys across the room, like tonight I did Moo Moo and Steve, and I said, go get Steve, and she went over, she looked at both of them for a second, grabbed Steve, brought him over, got the click, got the treat. I will say that as much as I've been doing that, I don't want to overload her on treats, especially with the belly issue I had in the first week. So I've actually been using a trick that my mom told me she does with her cat. And instead of putting treats down, she just puts down cat food, just not in the bowl. Cat doesn't know any different. It's just food. Yay! And it's lower calorie. So I've been giving her just little morsels of puppy chow with an occasional treat mixed in. I just keep a Ziploc bag next to the clicker. So you remember me mentioning in the last podcast episode that I figured, well, the podcast content and frequency of the releases is going to get more, well, frequent. Good recovery, Jeff. Which is evidenced in the fact that I put out the last episode just over a week after the episode prior. And right now, as I am recording this, it has been six days since I... I released that last episode and here I am already recording another one and I've spent the last two nights doing show prep So I really only took a few days off of not actually doing anything podcast related But as I also mentioned last week with the fact that coda is around all the damn time And it just takes me longer to really focus and get through the editing the last episode took nine days to complete That would be including my two nights of prep time the night that I recorded it And then all of the nights of editing after and then releasing so one thing I need to start doing is with that night 90-minute little reprieve that I get in the middle of the day. I need to shit quicker, shower faster, and start figuring out how to do some work in the actual middle of the day. Just not something I've done in a while, so I just need to really get myself into a habit there. So, two weeks ago, episode all about the puppy, and the only thing I provided in the updates before I got started was about political bullshit. Last week, I talked about, well, news, media, a lot of political bullshit with only an update about the puppy. I am tired of talking about politics right now and all of the Bullshit. Tell us how you really feel, Jeff. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to lighten the mood a little bit. Now, yeah, there's still going to be some stuff that, if I worked for anyone, would get me fired and or canceled that's going to happen on this episode. But I'm going to lighten the mood. We're going to just discuss jokes, limericks, and quips, and just other things that are related to the world and the history of humor. <laughs> But, before we get there, let me remind everyone that you can follow me on social media, on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or Facebook, at Jeff Becomes Jeff. So, as I said, we're going to talk about jokes, limericks, riddles, quips, just all kinds of shit in that realm. We're going to look at good jokes, we're going to look at bad jokes, we're going to look at jokes that people consider bad and offensive, that really, they're still good jokes. Or at least they used to be back before society's skin got paper thin. Well, now that I think about it, for all I know, actual skin is thinner than paper. You know what I mean. Thin skin. Skin, butt hurt, whiny little bitches. Also want to point out, all of the jokes I'm about to tell on this episode, limericks, whatever, I didn't write any of them. Don't hold me accountable. This is not necessarily my sense of humor. So I take no credit for them. I also take no blame. And I want to point out again that some of the jokes I'm gonna tell, they're gonna be considered offensive. So if you listen and you get mad, that's your own damn fault. I'm giving you a heads up right now to stop listening if you think you might be offended by jokes that use any kind of racial or religious stereotype. Words that are no longer acceptable in modern humor, etc., or I guess what you would call censorship. Ah! So let's talk about humor, joke writing, comedians, like what is the whole purpose behind it? Because the fact is, humor is never about doing harm, and anyone who views it as harmful is just a sensitive bag of shit.
1: You no, know, I have just as many
0: feelings as you do, and it hurts just as much when somebody steps all over them. God, you're so pathetic. Humor is about fun. Laughing at each other, laughing at ourselves, we need to do a hell of a lot more of that right now. It's kind of like you can't beat someone to death with a wiffle ball bat. I- Because it's light and designed for fun, just like you can't actually hurt someone with a joke. You are the one hurting yourself with your thoughts and your reaction. If you want to talk about an actual pandemic that really happened in the last five years, maybe quit talking about COVID and start talking about actual stand-up comics and comedians and TV shows and movies and what they're able to do and what they're all afraid to do now, which has changed the landscape of free expression and, to be honest, humor. Good, straight-up comedy and humor. In fact, there have been a lot of comedians that have actually spoken out against the modern I guess cancel culture as you'll call it. Here's one Billy Crystal. He says it's becoming a minefield and I get it. I don't like it, but I understand it. John Lovitz. If you don't have the ability to laugh at yourself, don't go to a comedy club. I'm not changing my act. If you're watching a TV show and you don't like the show, change the channel. It's very simple. Well said, John Lovitz. Just like you guys, you can turn this off right now. If you don't like a joke you hear later, your own damn fault. David Spade said, it's very dicey, it's very tricky. You used to have to say anything to go as far as you could, to push the envelope, to get attention. And people would be like, I like this guy, he's pushing it. And in comedy clubs, audiences really appreciate that. Now you say the one wrong move, and you're cancelled. It's a very tough world out there. Now, there were also a lot of comics I found that support the change to comedy, forgetting pretty much the whole point of comedy and humor. Well, no, they just actually don't want to have to deal with the cancel culture, so they're succumbing... You know, if you can't beat them, join them. Well, maybe you should try and fight them first. The fact is, comedy, especially stand-up comedy, it's supposed to paint people with a blanket stereotype. It's sometimes supposed to be offensive. It's supposed to be painful at times. That's what makes it funny. And yes, there is such a thing as bad and just straight-up offensive jokes. There are bad comedians. But there are no bad jokes or bad comedians simply because they're finger Quotes, offensive to someone. You know, back when I was growing up, the dirty jokes, or what they call working blue, that was what used to be considered offensive. Now it's all about the context, and if it's insensitively poking fun at How dare you hurt my feelings, sir? I came here for a good laugh. So along the lines of bad jokes, just shitty jokes, in modern times those have been renamed, changing the B and bad to D, so now they're dad jokes. But let's face it, dad jokes are essentially bad jokes and puns at best. Here would be some examples of a dad joke. What do a tick in the Eiffel Tower have in common? They're both parasites. paris Parasites. Get it? What do you call a salmon wearing a bow tie? Sophisticated. What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? Supplies! What did the ocean say to the beach? Nothing. It just waved. So those are dad jokes. So let's talk about limericks. So I researched this a little bit because I know limericks have to go way back and it's unknown when they actually began, but it's presumed to be in the 1700s and linked to an old Irish soldier song, Will You Come Up to Limerick? And then over time, the Irish soldiers would add parts to the song that seemed to have the same kind of approach as a modern limerick. So while a limerick isn't really a joke, it's actually considered to be more along the lines of poetry, many of them are filled with very crude, comments, innuendo, and general humor. By definition, it's typically a five-line verse, and the rhyme scheme is basically the first, second, and fifth lines rhyme, and the third and fourth lines rhyme with each other, not with the first, second, and fifth. Now, while they are typically humorous, at least the popular ones that we've heard, they aren't all humorous. They also don't all follow the rhyming scheme I mentioned, and those ones just kinda suck, but actually a British math expert once wrote a math limerick that goes like this. A dozen, a gross, and To score, plus 3 times the square root of 4, divided by 7, plus 5 times 11, is 9 squared and not a bit more. So yes, this is a very nerdy way to go about writing a limerick, and if you simplify all of that down to a basic math problem, it means 26 plus 55 equals 81. Me, personally, I prefer the dirtier, more offensive limericks, and I'm going to share some of those with you right now. There once was a man from Belfast, whose balls were made out of brass. In stormy weather, they clanked together and lightning would shoot out his ass. There was a young man from Peru, who fell asleep in his canoe. While dreaming of Venus, he played with his penis and woke up covered in goo. There once was a gal from Decatur, who got laid by a large alligator. But nobody knew the result of the screw, because after he laid her, he ate her. There once was a man from Cape Horn, who wished he had never been born. And he wouldn't have been if his father had seen the top of the rubber was torn. There once was a rabbit named Keith. What? Ooh, not rabbit. Sorry, read that wrong. There once was a rabbi named Keith who circumcised men with his teeth. It was not for the leisure or the sensual pleasure, but to get at the cheese underneath. All right, that one kind of makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> and finally the probably most famous naughty limerick ever heard there once was a man from Nantucket whose dick was so long he could suck it he said with a grin as he wiped off his chin if my ear was a cunt I would fuck it when I was in my 20s I actually owned a t-shirt that simply said on it I am the man from Nantucket which obviously not true but that's how popular this limerick is, that it was just made into a joking shirt. All right, so now let's talk about riddles and how riddles kind of differ from actual jokes. There are similarities between the two, but for the most part, riddles are meant to be brain teasers and something that someone really wants to solve. When someone asks you a joke, you don't want to figure out the punchline on your own. You want to say, what? Who? Whatever. You want to have the punchline delivered, because that's the fun of the joke. If you figure it out, you just ruined the fun of the joke. But a riddle, on the other hand, you want to Here would be some examples of popular riddles. The more you take, the more you leave behind. What am I? I'll give you a moment to think about that. As I mentioned, riddles are meant to be solved, not just have an immediate punchline delivered. I will remind you of the riddle the more you take, the more you leave behind. What am I? Footsteps! Oh! Here's another one. What is more useful when broken? An egg! I'm easy to lift, but difficult to throw. What am I? A feather! Finally, I am an odd number. Take away one of my letters, and I become even. What number am I? Seven! Because you take away the S, it becomes even.
1: Duh! Brilliant. Brilliant!
0: So before we get to actual jokes and different types of joke examples, I do want to mention quips. So quip is kind of more what you would get when you're dealing with issues of wit. So things that you would say, quick little retorts, I mean technically that's what she said would be a humorous quip. How about the Phyllis-Angela dispute?
1: You already did me.
0: That's what she said. Many people would consider quotes a quip, but I don't really consider that. I consider it more of an automated retort or response. Maybe it's one you've said a million times before. Like, for example, when anyone around me ever says, Oh my God, I reply, just call me Jeff. <laughs> Same thing if they were to go, oh, Jesus, just call me Jeff. Or if someone says, man, it's hot in this room, and I would just say, no, it's just me. Get it? Because I'm so hot. Not temperature-wise, but attractive-wise. Well, the joke falls flat because, unfortunately, it's a non-truth. You can't have the truth. But, you know, some of these aren't ones that I would ever use, but people might say, for example, like, hey, what's up? My blood pressure. Or the sky. Or how's it hanging? A little to the left. Again, I would never use any of these quips, but this is what I consider to be a quip. The better the quip you get from someone, the better their wit and the better their natural comedic mind and sense of timing. Alright, let's get to what everyone wants to hear. Jokes on a variety of levels. Clean, dirty, horribly offensive and racist and anti Semitic, whatever. You know, it's not really. They're just jokes. They've been around for a long time. And again, I want to remind you guys that when I do tell an offensive joke, and you will hear jokes that will stereotypically make fun of different races, religions, nationalities, and anything else that makes for a good joke, if you keep listening after this, I don't know, third warning, and you get offended, you are an asshole that just likes to be mad about things. Remember, I didn't write all of these jokes, and no, some of them have not aged well. But In my opinion, most of these do have what I would consider a finger-quote good joke mentality or approach, at least with some of them given their position in the timeline of history. So let's start with the most common, most basic joke ever told, which really isn't a joke, it's just a statement of fact. That would be, why did the chicken cross the road? To get to the other side, even I know this one, Jeff. That is correct, but again, not a joke, no gotcha moment there, it's just a statement. Yes, of course, the chicken crossed the road to get to the other side.
1: Duh! Brilliant. Brilliant!
0: It's kind of like the way that fortune cookies nowadays, they're not fortunes anymore. They just tell you something. You are a nice person. Thank you, fortune cookie, but I'm more concerned on if I am or am not going to get hit by that runaway bus today. All right, so we're going to start out easy. Here's some kids jokes. What do you call a fake noodle? An impasta. What do you call a frog who is parked illegally? Toad. Why can't you send a duck to space? The bill would be astronomical. Why do hummingbirds hum? Because they don't know the words. What kind of dog does a magician have? A labracadabrador Where do cows go on a Friday night? To the movies. Okay, yeah. I mean, kids' jokes pretty much the same as dad jokes. They're moderately funny, but there's no bite to them. People like a little bite in their joke. So next I did a search for clean adult jokes and honestly for the most part these aren't that different from children's jokes Why? Because they're clean. There's no bite to them, but let's just hear them anyway What does a dentist call an x-ray? Toothpicks. Did you hear about the fire at the circus? It was intense. Get it intense? Why shouldn't you trust stairs? You know how I feel about stairs Ah! They're always up to something. How do you measure a snake? in inches. They don't have feet. Unless you're being suffocated by a 47-foot constrictor. which point, put the tape measure away and save me! Where does a waitress with only one leg work? I hop. Whoa! Wait a minute. That's kind of offensive. That's a one-legged woman and we're talking about her hopping. Can't believe that made that into the clean joke category. Oh. Alright, here we go. The moment you've all been waiting for. It's about to get naughty dirty, sexual, offensive. And again, I want to warn all of you, no race, nationality, religion, or sexuality is off limits. That is the point of comedy. This is your last chance to stop listening. I'm not going to edit any of these jokes for current social norms, so deal with it if you want to proceed. So, we'll start out with just what we would call kind of sexual, dirty, generally offensive jokes. These aren't specific to a race, a religion, a nationality, a sexuality, but they're still just kind of blue, or dirty, or offensive. to some people all right here we go get ready
1: mom how do you spell scrotum you should have asked me last
0: night it was on the tip of my tongue what's the difference between your job and your wife after five years your job will still suck why does santa claus have such a big sack Because he only comes once a year. What do a dick and a Rubik's Cube have in common? The more you play with it, the harder it gets. How do you embarrass an archaeologist? Give him a used tampon and ask which period it's from. What do the mafia and vaginas have in common? One slip of the tongue and you're in deep shit. Why does Dr. Pepper come in a bottle? Because his wife died. I don't know why I really like that one. just kind of dark, twisted, dirty. What's the best part of sex with 28-year-olds? There's 20 of them. There you go. Get it? Pedophilia joke. What do you call the useless piece of skin on a penis? A man. How do you say virgin in German? Gutenzeit. A man sits next to a woman at a bar and asks, Excuse me, can I smell your pussy? She replies, Get away from me, you pervert. Oh, I'm sorry, he exclaims. It must be your feet. What do elephants use for tampons? Sheep. What's black and blue and doesn't like to have sex? The little girl in my trunk. (laughs) I know, I know. See, to me, the more offensive they get, the more I like them. What did the little boy with no arms or legs get for Christmas? Cancer. (laughs) Oh, going to hell. I didn't write it, was going to hell anyway. I bought my ticket a long time ago. (laughs) What would it take for there to be a Beatles reunion? Two bullets. Get it? Two of them are dead. You gotta kill Paul and Ringo. Bulls did. What's the difference between a baby and a sandwich? I don't rape a sandwich before I cut it in half and eat it. <laughs> Uh, wow. (laughs) I mean, again, didn't write these jokes, people, but some of these are funny. All right, we talked about why did the chicken cross the road earlier and why that's a non-joke. Here's how to make that an actual joke. Why did the dead baby cross the road? Because it was stapled to the chicken. Surprisingly, not so surprisingly, I've probably been telling that joke since I was in like 8th grade. How do you know if your wife is dead? The sex is the same, but the dishes are piling up. How do you keep your toddler from drowning in July? Drown it in June. Ah! All Alright, that was a little rough. Why are you making so many offensive jokes towards kids and babies? That's the point. They're offensive to everyone. Ah! So let's start to drill down a little bit to specific groups. Let's look at some jokes about the female species, women. Maybe this is why the trans movement and all of the different gender fluidity is happening, so people don't need to be offended by women jokes, even though they have a vagina. Well, I'm not a woman. But the minute you make a joke about the transgender community, well, you're fired. All right, again, jokes about women. Why did God give men a penis? So they would have at least one way to shut her up. How is life like your penis? Your girlfriend makes it hard. Here's one I love that I've been telling, again, for decades, since I was a kid. God created the earth, and he created Adam, and all of the animals, and Adam's walking around, and he's just really enjoying life, but he looks around and realizes there's no one like him. One day, he looks up to the heavens, and he says, God, I would really appreciate a companion that's like me, someone I can communicate with, someone I can love, someone I can express my emotions to, and God looked down and said, well, it's good. Going to cost you an arm and a leg. Adam thought about it for a second, looked back up at the heavens and said, what can I get for a rib? (laughs) How many men does it take to sweep a floor? None. It's a woman's job. How do you blind a woman? Put a windshield in front of her. Why are women like clouds? Well, eventually they go away and it's a nice day. Finally, what's the difference between a knife and an argumentative woman? You got it, the knife has a point. All right, but I'm gonna even the playing field a little bit. Here's some jokes I found about men. Not as many, shockingly enough. But I'm trying to be as equitable as possible in my offensiveness. How can you tell if a man is lying? His lips are moving. What does it mean when a man is in your bed gasping for breath? You didn't hold the pillow down long enough. Why do men like smart women? Opposites attract. Men are like a snowstorm. You never know when it's coming, how many inches you'll get, or when it will stop. Why did God invent men? Because vibrators can't mow the lawn. All right, that's all I that's the best I could find. Sorry. Men, white men, are doing the majority of the joke writing over the course of history, or at least the published joke writing. I really did do a lot of digging. All right, so I've already done men and women. That's what she said. So let's go ahead and do some jokes about sexuality and things in between in the gray area of men and women. I'll be honest, it took me a really long time to try and find any jokes via a Google search about gay or lesbian people. Hello censorship. God forbid we laugh about a group of people who have been deemed by society as untouchable. Everyone else, yeah, you can make fun of them. Gays and lesbians, not so much. But let's just say my Google foo is strong and I found some jokes, despite the fact that I'm probably gonna get like a visit from the FBI soon after this episode uh, because they're worried that I'm gonna commit some kind of hate crime based on all of the searches I did for this episode. And trust me, I haven't even gotten that offensive What?! Here we go. How do you seat four guys at a gay bar? Turn the stool upside down. What did the gay sperm say? How do we find an egg in all this shit? How does a gay guy fake an orgasm? He spits on his boyfriend's back. How do you say homosexual in Jewish? He blew. What's a lesbian's favorite snack? Finger food. How do lesbians settle a disagreement? Rock, paper, scissors. What does a lesbian want for Christmas? Mrs. Claus. What does a lesbian bring on a second date? A U haul. That's actually a joke that was told to me by a friend of mine and former co worker who is a lesbian. And apparently, lesbians just move really fast, so there is a joke. And luckily, being a lesbian, she thought it was funny enough to tell. So, good for her to be able to have a sense of humor and find it funny and be able to laugh at her own stereotypical tendencies. It's what we all need to do, you sensitive pieces of shit. All right, here we go. Last batch of jokes. We have worked our way up. Like I said, the ones you've heard so far, not that offensive. I'm about to really go down a road. Strap in, get ready, or tune out. It is up to you. This is your last chance to bail. These jokes will all be rooted in stereotypes of race, mental and physical disability, religion, etc. Now, I want to go back to what I was talking about with the Google searches and the censorship. It was pretty much impossible. If you do a Google search for black jokes, jokes about black people, whatever, you find nothing. You find a lot of studies and papers talking about comedy and how offensive black jokes are. You cannot find a page of jokes about black people. That is straight up censorship because I know that. There's a lot of them. Same with Jewish people.
1: Well, to life, to life,
0: I'm not specifically segmenting black and Jewish as things that I wanted to really cover and jokes on this episode. I'm just saying those are the two bigger categories of pretty well-known jokes. Now, if you want to go find Polish jokes jokes about Polacks, people from Poland. You can find those. That doesn't bother anyone on the internet, but black, Jewish, lesbian, gay. Yeah, we're just going to shut you off right now. So I'm going to give you what I could find and some of the things I remember from my childhood, just how it was. Here we go. Buckle in. Why doesn't Mexico have an Olympic team? Because every Mexican that can run, jump, or swim is already in America. What's the difference between Jesus and a picture of Jesus? You can hang the picture with just one nail. While we're on that topic, Jesus walks into an inn and hands the innkeeper three nails and asks, Can you put me up for the night? Three fifth graders, a white boy, a Mexican boy, and a black boy, are all changing after gym class. Which boy has the biggest dick? Well, of course, it's the black boy, because he's 18. You see what they did there? They made a joke on a stereotype that the black kid was held back for, like, eight years. What's better than winning a gold medal at the Special Olympics? Having arms and legs. What do you do when an epileptic has a seizure in the bathtub? Throw in some laundry. Here we go. A Polish joke, because again, Polacks, people from Poland, are just in jokes considered to be total idiots. How do you make a one-armed Polack fall out of a tree? Wave. Here's a anti-Semitic joke, because Jewish people are famously known to be a little tight with their money, a little frugal. How was the Grand Canyon formed? A Jewish man dropped a penny down a groundhog hole.
1: To life! To life! Lechaim!
0: Let's go back to disabilities and Helen Keller. Many of you hopefully know who Helen Keller is. If not, she was a famous person in history who was born blind, deaf, and dumb. Dumb meaning she couldn't speak, she couldn't hear, she couldn't see. She learned how to do sign language with her hands, in other people's hands. And that was the only way she could communicate. There are a ton of Helen Keller jokes. Here's a few of them. What did Helen Keller say when she fell off a cliff? Nothing. She had her mittens on. What did Helen Keller's parents do when she tried to run away from home? They put extra doorknobs on the door. What did Helen Keller's parents do when she was really bad? They left the plunger in the toilet. Why did Helen Keller's dog step in front of a truck? You would too if your name was
1: (coughs) Yeah,
0: I know. That's horrible, but I've been telling that joke for a long time. It's funny. She's dead. She's not getting upset about this. Pretty much all of her immediate family is also dead. If you are offended, you are a sensitive bag of shit. It's just a joke. I didn't write it. Alright, here's a black another black joke and this is based on stereotype of physical appearance only what's the easiest way to babysit black children put velcro on the ceiling and tell them to jump on the bed so the idea is that when they jump on the bed their afros will touch the velcro on the ceiling and they'll stick and just dangle there and as the babysitter you can just walk away they're good what do you call a mexican baptism a bean dip (laughs) Here's a nifty Holocaust joke. How do you fit 14 Jews into a Volkswagen? Two in the front seat, two in the back seat, and 10 in the ashtray. Ah! I know, I didn't write it, but let's talk about that. This is like trying to find humor in tragedy, which is hugely important. Like, for example, Pete Davidson, everyone knows Pete Davidson, the comedian, his dad died because of 9-11. During 9-11, on 9-11. I think I made that clear enough, but he actually makes jokes about his dad's 9-11 death in his stand-up comedy. And people are like, well, he can make those jokes because he had to experience it. Why? Why are you only allowed to make the joke if you experienced it? What if you just are good at telling jokes about the exact same situation to try and find humor in tragedy? Like, for example, in 1986 the Challenger Space Shuttle which took a teacher, Krista McAuliffe, on board, blew up just after launch, and it was a huge tragedy. But, sure enough, there were jokes that were written shortly thereafter, kind of the whole thing about, too soon? Matter of fact I even wrote a couple jokes of my own as a little kid, 1986, I would have been 11. I remember one of the jokes I wrote, it sucked, but it was, what was the temperature of the Challenger when it exploded? One million debris. Yeah, I was 11. It was dumb, but I was kind of rhyming debris with degrees. You get it. But here's a handful of Krista McAuliffe and Challenger space shuttle jokes that actual funny people wrote at the time. How did they know that Krista McAuliffe had dandruff? They found her head and shoulders all over the beach. What were Krista McAuliffe's Last words to her husband. You feed the kids, I'll feed the fish. And finally, what were the last words of the Challenger's captain? What does this button do? So yes, there you go. We covered some offensive jokes. You might be thinking, that wasn't too bad, Jeff. I don't want to go crazy with this. I'm trying to give you an example of what humor is and using stereotypes and just using blanket because that's what you got to do. You can't just, I'm going to talk about my personal bottom of my foot acne and we're going to laugh about that because no one relates. You have to talk about things people relate to. That's the whole point of comedy and trying to appease a wide audience. And right now we all desperately need to accept every aspect of a sense of humor that we possibly can. And the fact that I was like barely able to find most of the jokes on Google and took me two days to do it, it just goes to show you the censorship we have going on in this country through digital media. I should be able to find jokes that were written 20 years ago and decide if I'm offended or not. And if I'm offended, I go find a different website, or maybe I don't search that. I certainly don't ask to have that website taken down off of the internets.
1: But now I am, I am too hurt.
0: I, I am shocked and, and offended and, and hurt. So just remember, you have the power. Don't go to a comedy show if you have any inkling you might be offended by anything. I assure you, in that situation, you are the asshole, not the offensive comic on stage. If you are watching a TV show or a movie or listening to a podcast wink, wink, that you find offensive or don't like what they had to say, listen to something else. Watch something else. Quit subjecting yourself to the shit that... That is pissing you off and making you upset. Again, at that point, you are an asshole that just wants to be mad all the time. All right, thank you everyone for continuing to tune in to the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. Don't forget to follow me on social media on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Jeff Becomes Jeff. Until next time, I'm Jeff.
1: Duh. Brilliant. Brilliant. Duh. And
0: I'm Jeff. You
1: no, know, I have just as many feelings as you do, and it hurts just as much when somebody steps all over them.
0: God, you're so pathetic. Good night. <laughs>
1: I went to the devil and I prayed And I showed him the mess that I've made And I cried and I cried and I cried a million times over But the devil just laughed in my face I went to the God of Fire and said, can you turn the heat a little higher over but he just covered me with water so I went to the lake